So, first things first, the Alabama State Bar Rules of Professional Responsibility. Rule 7.2E requires the following language in all attorney communications. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the legal services performed by others, other lawyers. Let me be very specific about that. So, my name's Harry Steele. This is my friend Paul Rip. We have Reigns Rushing on the phone with us from Texas. And I guess the best place to start is with our relationship, Paul. Um, you were running a consumer advocacy group out of Fairhope, and uh, you have a blog, several blogs. And um, at some point, you believe that you were defamed in print by the Fairhope Times. Correct. And so I became your attorney. And we sued them, and we won a landslide verdict of $500, which was kind of a victory in itself because we, we didn't have any specific damages. I mean, we couldn't point to anything where we could say, Paul Rip lost out on all this business because somebody said something ugly about it. Correct, and it didn't deem me totally crazy. Right, didn't deem me crazy. Or, or, <laughs> Marine scout sniper, whatever the allegation was, something crazy. Um Shell shock, I think, was the term you weren't. Brain damage. Brain damage. Um, and so they had to print a retraction. And and, and so since then, um, you and I have been pretty much in constant communication. Um, I knew that you were thinking about doing a podcast, which was the next natural evolution for the RIP report and Ball County Legal Legal. And uh, because of the I-10 bridge debacle, um, I, I kind of stepped on the gas and, and threw this together. Um, so if everybody will bear with us, we're, we had a little technical get difficulty getting on YouTube, and um, we're, hopefully that'll be the, the the first and only hiccup in our podcast. And um, it will get better. And let's hope it. Surely it will get better. Um, anyway, I did want to talk a little bit about that because um, we the next time we go to the polls, I believe it's November 2020, uh, we will vote here in Baldwin County. Uh, on the establishment of another road bridge and toll authority just for Baldwin County, specifically to complete the $200 million link between I-10, where Bucky's is now, and uh, I-65 northeast of the uh, mega site, the Baldwin County mega site. Um, so we will revisit that in a future episode. So back to me. Um, I'm an Eagle Scout. Um, I hope that we do a future episode on on the uh, post mortem on my beloved organization, um, but I've tried throughout my life to live by those principles, and um, I had some really good adult leaders, and quite frankly, it was one of the best things I ever did in my life, and <clears throat> that leads me to how we know the man on the telephone, Mr. Russian, and I worked together in the Florida Keys. What year was that, Rains? Uh, 1996, I believe. And so <clears throat> I ran their little Keys Adventure program, so I was there at base, and Reigns was one of the boat captains. Um, and believe me, Jimmy Buffett and I were the only two people from the Gulf Coast who were in the Florida Keys in 1996 <laughs> until Reigns got there. It was full of Yankees. Um, so anyway, we, we've been friends since then. Uh, Reigns is a, an AP award-winning uh journalist which means what do you do now reigns well i'm putting all of my uh 
that's 36 combined Associated Press Awards, a Pulitzer nomination, and um, a number of different editing awards from the Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, and Mississippi Managing Editors Association. And uh, those look great on my office wall when I'm at work as a bartender. Right, uh, right. There I'm, are no journalists, journalism jobs left in America, so that's why correct, you're tuning in to Harry and Paul and, and, and Rains that's right. via telephone. So a uh, little bit more about my background. I was uh, uh, have an undergraduate degree in public administration, a master's degree in public administration, and um, a law degree. And so I've spent the first 15 years of my adult life in uh, being a economic developer, county manager, city planner. Um, you know, you, you fill in the gaps there. Um, and all this happened to me when I was in my 20s. So I was a fairly hot commodity for a while there. Um, so I would like to say that um, I found that profession to be, uh, obviously I went into it very naive, I assumed that everyone there was had the best interest of all the people uh, at heart. And, of course, I was sorely disappointed. Um, so at, at some point in my life, I, I made a decision that I was going to change careers. And there were, there were several um, attorneys that I got to know because, for some reason, all the organizations that I was involved with were constantly um, engaged in litigation. Um, and so then... I got into this profession and found out that um, in some cases, not, not all the time, but in some cases that it was no better than politics in Conecuh County. Um, I think this podcast is going to be a good platform for people to come talk about what's happened to them in the court system. Paul and I are not going to talk about cases on our own. We're going to interview people. Um, we are very, um, if, if you'll circle back to the beginning of the podcast, we're, we're very well aware of the um, slander and libel laws in Alabama, and we intend to color within the lines. I guess that's the best way to say that. Um, so, guys, let's get down to business. Our topic today, Paul. <clears throat> well, the topic's going to be the sewer. But before we get into that, I hope everybody will follow backstory. We've got 14 municipalities in Baldwin County. Something's going wrong in your town. We hope that you'll give us a call. Uh, the report, the RIP report started originally about, go ahead. No, talking to the mic, please. Oh, okay, sorry. The RIP report started originally probably about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, in Fairhope. And uh, the thing that came to light was the obvious corruption, municipal corruption. That's what led me into it. Uh, at first, I was handing out nothing but flyers in town and trying to get people to engage themselves. Then as uh, I got a little bit more computer literate, we started the RIP report. That's on Facebook. That's also linked to Baldwin County Legal Legal, which is another Facebook account. And then you have thereepreport.com, which is an email, I mean, uh, email account. And um, these are printed two times a week, Wednesday and on Friday, uh, Wonderful Wednesday and Freaky Friday. 
our main focus with the RIP report is a consumer association. Uh, we represent the consumer. We try to specialize in political corruption, uh, which there's plenty of uh, in our area. Uh, as far as we're concerned, the RIP report, we care less whether you're Republican, Independent, or Democrat. If you're an elected official and you're using that elected uh, that uh, official capacity for your own benefit, then we plan on using uh, the RIP report to expose that. A uh, little bit of history: when we first started this, we made uh, we went by protocol of making complaints in uh, Alabama. We wrote the Alabama Ethics Commission, filed many different complaints with them, the judiciary, the Bar Association, uh, even the Attorney General, uh, all to no avail. However, what did happen was the RIP report took off with public opinion and public participation, and that's what we're encouraging you to do. If you hear something we're talking about that you can add to, please let us know. We're going to cover a lot of different subjects, uh, so we want to hear from you. So, let's get started on the sewer, guys. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I, get, I guess we can start with me because I was I worked for the city of Gulf Shores, ninety seven to two thousand one. Um, I remember Mr. Burke, the man who owns Ball County Sewer Service. Um, he was a developer. Um, I guess at that point he had bought Mr. Bass out at some period in time. And, um, you know, he was the only game in town. If you, if you wanted to, to develop a subdivision that wasn't inside the city limits and didn't have access to public sewer, well, then you had to work out a deal with Mr. Burke. Um, when I left here, he was certainly not the biggest developer or the most powerful person in Baldwin County. When I came back in 2011, his attorney was the county's attorney, um, and also his uh, registered lobbyist. Um, and the the initial meeting in 2010 that I like to refer to as the the red wedding um, uh, county commission meeting because everybody I knew got fired. Um, anyway, uh, as far as I can tell. They took the savings uh, from firing, I don't know how many, what percentage, 15%, 20% of county staff that they said was mandated by the people for smaller government, and they moved it over to debt service, and they borrowed $35 million to, to buy this mega site, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, since 2010... We have had, at one point, I know we only had one person with a planning degree working for Baldwin County, the largest, <laughs> the fastest growing county in the state of Alabama. And there was actually an article on AL.com today about how many people move per week to Baldwin County. And I want to say it was something crazy, like 300 people. 100. 100 people. Um, thanks for <clears throat> keeping me straight, Paul. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, after after. After getting rid of almost all the planning staff except for one person, um, they then moved to um, set fire to the comprehensive plan that the county spent $300,000 in five years developing, um, essentially going back to the 
1980 subdivision regulations. And, um, you know, there, there are a lot of companies that use the public rights of way who have franchise agreements with the county. Uh, if, if, you have, if you're here in Baldwin County and you turn on the, te the public access television, um, they actually have to uh, broadcast the county commission meetings as part of, part of their franchise agreement. So why no franchise agreement? Why no, uh, why no um, engineering specs? Why, why no required as-builts? Um, there are just a lot of whys about why Mr. Burke get, gets to use the county right-of-ways um, with zero oversight or restrictions. At least that's where I'm coming from, from the public manager perspective. My position is this. There probably couldn't be a more uh, consumer issue than this, than the sewer. Uh, it's fragmented throughout the whole community, I mean, throughout the whole county, and these private sewer companies have no regulation whatsoever. They wanted to go out of business tomorrow, and they wanted to shut it down. There could be 19, 20,000 people without sewer. Right, and, and so, so typically, when if you're in the city of fill-in-the-blank, let's just use Baymanette as, as an example, when you go pay a, your tap fee, you end up paying like $3,500. Now you're not actually paying $3,500 for the meter or, or the tap or whatever. You're paying an impact fee. And the presumption is that that utility is going to put that money away for a rainy day, correct, or reinvest in their, in their infrastructure because they're not there to make a profit. Now, right now, it's very profitable to be in the sewer business. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bone County Sewer Service is an LLC. Let's fact check that. Um, and so one day when it's no longer profitable, they could just walk away. And the county doesn't even know what is in their right-of-way, what, what they've placed there, where it is, what kind of pumps they spec on their lift stations. Um, as far as I know, the only time they ever get, um, they ever have any governmental oversight is when they discharge effluent. Other than that, I don't, I don't know of any situation where they would fall under, under any regulation whatsoever. Well, if you want to have a little bit more insight into the sewer thing and the problems that exist, this is a free plug for Lanyap. I can assure you they're not paying us to do this. But in the Lanyap edition, uh, August 21 to August 27, there's an excellent article called Straw Man. Anybody that's lived in Baldwin County for 20 years or better surely should read this. This is a very, very good article. Uh, article it's followed up the week after with i think the title of split decision which again opens up yet another lawsuit that we were even unaware of until the straw man article came out so that being said i hope that you'll do a little research yourselves and go you can go on the rip report and pick up that article or you can get it in in the lanyap and please try to follow up with their articles um so what Let's, let's take a minute, and um, are you queued up over there? Okay. We've got a little audio from the Glen Lakes Homeowners Association president, and um, I'll just let you hear what he has to say real quick. Go for it. Good. Uh, my name's uh, uh, Richard Dayton. I live at 9515 Lakeview Drive in uh, Foley. 
Uh, we're a neighborhood in the Glen Lakes uh, development, and I've been here uh, since June of uh, 2013. Uh, the reason I became involved with the uh, issue that we're facing with the Baldwin County sewer system is because they supply our sewage in Foley, uh, where we live in Foley. We are actually part of Foley, but we're not able to get Foley sewage uh, service uh, because we were annexed into Foley and the distance between the Foley line and our line is too great uh, for that to happen. Uh, our sewage system was owned by a gentleman by the name of Bass for many years, I'm told, and uh, he supplied services here and had an agreement with uh, the citizens of Glen Lakes that went back to 1991. At a point in time, he sold the company to a gentleman by the name of Clarence Burke. Mr. Burke's the uh, principal in Baldwin County Sewer System, uh, uh, which I think I just refer to as BCCS from now on, if you don't mind. That's fine. Um, we, uh, we moved in here in 2013, as I said, and signed a contract with Baldwin County Sewer System that we were presented and we signed it because if you didn't sign it, you couldn't get sewage service and that would have made it impossible for us to occupy uh, the home that we purchased. So we signed it like everybody else uh, signed it. Actually, they introduced this uh, contract to new residents starting in 2011. What none of us realized was the fact that this uh, contract that uh, Baldwin County Sewer System made us sign under threat of not providing any sewage service at all, uh, said that it, uh, it, it replaced any and all previous sewer agreements. And of course, none of us knew that there was any other sewer agreement. Uh, we had no idea that uh, this was going to become a factor as time went on, but in fact, it, it has become a big factor. So uh, a, a few years ago after um, uh, the, the sewage uh, contract was purchased by Baldwin County Sewer from Mr. Bass. Uh, he, uh, Mr. Uh, Burke, who owns BCCS, made a gentleman's agreement with the people here in Glen Lakes uh, that uh, he would honor the uh, 1991 agreement and uh, gave uh, the uh, sewer committee that uh, discussed this with them, who are residents of our community, a handshake saying that he would work out uh, everything in writing and present it to us, but he agreed to it that the 1991 agreement was okay with him. Uh, what I'm told is that uh, he never produced such an agreement uh, and became evasive and uh, uh, decided actually uh, to uh, not honor that agreement. So that began our issues with Baldwin County Sewer System. And when you say us, you were on the Homeowners Association board at the time? I was on the Homeowners Association board after I moved here in 2013, yes. Okay. Uh, but this even superseded my uh, time here. Um, I'm going back to a time pr pr prior to my moving in um, where this began to take shape. So what happened then was that uh, in 2017, I believe it was, uh, Mr. Burke and BCCS raised the rate in 
uh, Glen Lakes to all the uh, 650 homes that he services here from 32.50 a month, which was the rate that we had in effect uh, that was part of our 1991 agreement. He raised it uh, from 32.50 to 54.50 a month, and that was a 70% increase in 2017. Uh, when the national rate of inflation was only 2.1%. So naturally, this caught the attention of all of our homeowners, and uh, we decided that the only course of action that we had was to employ uh, an attorney and uh, challenge Mr. Burke's right to raise these rates in the fashion that he did. Uh, and we engaged a, a, a company to uh, sue BCCS, to uh, enforce our 1991 sewer agreement that they had purchased from Mr. Bass and agreed to in principle. And uh, when we presented the lawsuit to um, the court system, uh, we were placed in a court uh, that was uh, administered by Judge uh, Joseph Norton. And after listening to our uh, argument about our 1991 agreement uh, and uh, Mr. Bass's uh, sale of that agreement to Mr. Burke, he decided, that the judge decided, that our contract uh, was ambiguous and was invalid. And of course we as homeowners disagreed with that and we took our case to the Alabama Supreme Court. The Alabama Supreme Court reviewed it and decided that it was an ambiguously worded contract, but it was in fact valid. And they passed that judgment on through. Uh, that was approximately two years ago. And so, everybody get the gist? Sure should. And if you read if you read the article in Lanyap, and you follow this, you'll find out a lot more about it. Uh, this is going. We are just now rebounding off of the uh, bridge toll, and the one thing we should learn from the bridge toll was that public participation is what made the difference. At fifty four thousand people came together and forced the politicians to do their job. That is what's going to need to happen here with the uh, sewer regulation. We're going to need the general public to get behind this, call your county commissioners, and start leaning on them. And we're going to be working on this for months to come. Uh, it's already been presented to the county commission, and the first time it was presented, Mr. Uh, Dayton was told that uh, he doubted that that could happen in Baldwin County realize that Baldwin County is the only county in in the state that is does not have the sewer rates regulated. So let, let's talk about that for a second. So it's it's my position that the number one economic and environmental time bomb ticking on the table right now is private sewer in Baldwin County. Correct. Okay. Um, now in Alabama, we do have a mechanism for uh, managing or regulating uh, utilities, such as Alabama Power Company. If the power company, if coal goes up, they have to go to the Public Service Commission, and they say coal went up. We got to go up five percent on our rates. That's how that's how regulation works. Um, 
there's no such mechanism at all uh, related to Bowen County Sewer Service. And I do want to throw this in here. I want to say that Judge Norton has never been anything but a by-the-book kind of guy when I've been in his courtroom. So I, I, w- I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, so, Reigns. <clears throat> well, I got a couple of problems with this. And the first is <sighs> there are there are a few basic certainties in this life. And one of them is that the, there's only two great things that have come out of Alabama, and one of them is Bear Bryant, and the other one's me. And the second is handshake agreements have absolutely no place in any sort of municipal service, contract, anywhere. You as an attorney should be able to tell everybody that handshake agreements are are, are nothing, especially in this day and age. Um, I've read a lot more about the Baldwin County Sewer Service in the last three days than I have read about just about anything else. And I'm here to tell you that I read the Alabama uh, Supreme Court of Appeals ruling on it, and they ruled that the majority of their decision was based on uh, standing, which Harry, you as an attorney, could probably do a better Cliff's Notes version of explaining than I could, but also on the fact that there was vague and ambiguous language used in the original contract that he refers to in 1991. What they focused on was the fact that the language used was a competitive rate all right and that was authored it was originally meant to say that we will have a market influenced rate that's variable at times and that we have the authority to raise it however in the agreement it says competitive and the court of appeals ruled that competitive is not the proper language to be able to enforce whether or not a rate hike is justified the amount of the rate hike i i I should add Anytime a municipal, a, a private utility company enters into a contract with a, a user, be it a person or a homeowners association or municipality, they have to say, all right, according to the, the regulations set forth by the uh, State Utilities Commission or whatever governing body, we have to abide by certain rate things. But this gentleman is the gentleman that was just addressing this uh, in the recording, he's referencing a contract where they said that we're just going to have a competitive rate. And the Alabama Court of Appeals said that that's not enough specifics to rule on a lawsuit as to whether or not that rate height was too high. So in a way, the, the, my own legal interpretation of that is that the, the lawsuit is moot, but the ability for the homeowners to seek some sort of agreement or uh, a basic settlement with this utility company is they just have to go about it in a different way. And honestly, I, I have to side with Thomas Jefferson here and say, you know, you enter into a laissez-faire economy and a, a hands-off deregulated sort of economy, you've got to kind of pay what the market will bear. And if the local utility company says, Hey, we're raising our rate 70%. Well, guess what, bud? That's, that's what you got to pay. Um, so I'll, I'll speak to the standing issue, or at least what I know about it. Um, to cure the standing issue, um, they filed a completely separate lawsuit and wanted to have all of the members uh, uh, or all of the customers of Ball County Sewer Service certified as a class. 
and it's my understanding that was denied. And so Correct. where we are at this point is they have filed a notice of appeal that they intend to appeal that decision. And so and so that's where the that case is in particular. But they they've addressed the standing issue as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it comes back to that vague and ambiguous language in the uh, competitive pricing. It, it's the, the court has ruled that that's not enough to enforce a contract as far as them being in breach because they raised the rates too much. Well, and so what, I really don't think I don't think that they have any recourse on that issue. Well, potentially, uh, there are a lot of contracts that uh, what we call blue line, and you know, a, a court can go in there and say, you know, th- this portion of the contract's unenforceable, and the rest of it, you know, stands as written. Um, what would have made sense was we will be competitive with the rates of Riviera Utilities, Gulf Shores Utilities, Orange Beach Utility. I mean, you know, but, and then you would have had something finite to, to tag that to. Um, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and they didn't put it in their original contract in 91. And as it stands now, the sewer system in Baldwin County is fragmented from one end of the county to the other. No one knows what the other person's doing. There's no general lines, and there's no plan if one of these individuals decided to quit, just shut the doors. That's why we need some sort of deregulation, and we need the county commission to get behind this. Regulation, not deregulation. Regulation, sorry. I'm not, uh, I'm not one that's for a lot of government. I'm not one for enforcing more regulation, uh, a tactic that could be easily used by a competent, and I'll double underline that, a competent county commission would be to pursue the assembly of a municipal utility district that could be a, uh, an auxiliary sewer service should that one go belly up. Uh, a redundancy in service would be needed where the county would be able to take over that service. Service, The Environmental Protection Agency has several federal oversight laws that govern what happens when a utility folds. And part of that comes under Clean Water Act. If you don't have a municipal utility district in place to take over when a private utility fails, the federal government will come in and take over the utility so there's no interruption in service simply because if there wasn't a regulation to that effect there could be massive environmental damage wherever that takes place so it's a common sense redundancy but we are talking about a very specific issue so maybe not everybody's aware of that but if the a competent county commission would have a draft of a municipal services agreement uh in in order to take over for utility system under EPA oversight that folds. So to speak to that particular issue, yes, there should be something in place, but a utility district just going out of business is not going to stop sewer service from being handled in that county. Um, an example of that is Johnson Utilities in Jackson County, Mississippi, which is just one, two counties over from where you're at. Uh, Johnson County Utilities went out of business in the late 1990s and the uh, Jackson County had to have in place a municipal utility district ready to take that up. So there was never an interruption of service. Johnson Utilities just went out of business. And it's not like you, you flush your toilet and it didn't go anywhere. You know, the, the, the service continued and litigation happened, but the service was never interrupted and there was no significant environmental impact there. So as far as that argument goes, I think that that basically covers it. However, 
the fact that you have a private utility company operating without any form of regulation in a county is a bit disturbing. But I know I won't even butt that. I'll just leave that as it is. So, Reigns, very important question. Greatest TV series of all times. Don't you disappoint me. I'll drive to Texas and whip your – come on. You're asking me what the, the greatest TV series of all time is? Of it is time. MASH without – Without fail, it's MASH. Deadwood. How could you not say Deadwood? Because MASH is a far superior show. I love uh, everything about Deadwood, but dear God, MASH was the greatest TV series of all time, for crying out loud. If you understand MASH, you can understand life. <laughs> well, there you go. I believe I believe I made that my high school yearbook quote. Well, and, and, and so I just, you know, all these people moving to Baldwin County, it's, it's Deadwood. It, we, we we don't have we don't have the infrastructure to support all these people moving here, and I'm not saying that you know that that, that, that all those characters are involved, of course, but you, you know where I'm coming from. I understand that, but I, I in in researching this issue, one of the things I found is that you have a number of private utility districts in Baldwin County, Foley, Robertsdale. Um, there are a few other very small ones that that basically service subdivisions like this this gentleman was talking about the grand lakes or great lakes homeowners association it was surrounded you know it's built around a golf course there's there's small private utility companies that operate all around there however baldwin county sewer service is the only one in the state that is not under the oversight of the county commission makes you wonder how that happened so 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 let's talk about uh let's talk about the the proposed legislation um are you familiar with that paul uh so shelby county and the city of chelsea oh yeah um went to the uh alabama legislature i think late in the session uh with a plan for them to regulate sewer up there i think there's there's some rates out of control and and i really should be more informed before bringing this up but um I, i think that's the gist of it and i know that um that the Glen Lakes folks have have been in talks with um, Representative McMillan about doing something similar down here, or at least talking about it. Go ahead. That's a good thing. Any kind of dialogue is a good thing between municipalities or or just more importantly, concerned citizens. Uh, This gentleman you had on earlier in the recording, I can tell you right now that that man spends a good bit of his waking hours either looking at social media or at news sites online that help keep him informed on the issues that are not just affecting his particular problem, but how they're being influenced throughout the entire state. And that's something, or in the nation for that matter, that's something that as a media source, we should definitely get behind and say, you know, if you're, if you're one of these people that really want to know, get out there and look for it, get out there and research it, track it down, read it while you're on the toilet on your phone, you know, but do something to figure out how other people are doing it and how other people are managing it in the country, not how politicians are doing it, not how lawyers are doing it, but how you're doing it as a homeowner, how you're doing it as a property owner, how you're doing it just as a citizen or just as a person. Figure out how you're doing it. Look and see how, what solutions are coming up in other parts of the world, and you'll often find at least a guiding direction for you to go there. And I said that for the space – <clears throat> I said that because us not having dead air, so I'll turn it back over to you. Go for it, Paul. Well, the sewer 
is one of the things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, just a little bit more on the ripreport.com. Uh, those of you that want to read, the RIP Report is nonprofit, uh, and we plan on staying nonprofit. But if you want to read some of the past articles, you can go on the ripreport.com and go all the way back to 2016, and that will cover uh, a tremendous amount of topics. Some of the new topics that we may be covering, of course, is going to be the 2020 election. Uh, we're looking at a situation uh, where city councilmen are using their office for uh, personal gain, also a particular mayor, and those subjects have come up. And lately, lately, uh, uh, as of just a few days ago, uh, RSA down at Point Clear uh, was making an application to change the zoning for a small condo project. And before, and thank goodness, the planning people in uh, Fairhope and, and the county all agree that uh, this is not the location for a uh, condominium. It's only tw 12 units. So then that RSA comes back in and takes out all the fuel tanks, shuts down the gas station. And now everyone up on that end is going to have to drive all the way down to Fairhope to get any gas. And this type of intimidation is the type of thing that we saw with the bridge. And this is the type of thing that you have to face straight on. RSA is a big player. They're trying to force everybody to do whatever they want to do. And they're coming here telling the residents and the people that live in that area that they're going to do this, whether they like it or not. They took out the fuel tanks before this case was heard, which is going to be at the Planning and Zoning uh, County meeting uh, this Thursday. So, you know, those are the type of things that uh, we will be covering, uh, as well as many other subjects. Well, it's, Your state. so I, I just wanted to uh, cover a few of the topics that I'm demanding <laughs> that Paul participate in. Uh, the first one is... is the issues, several issues with the sheriffs here in Alabama. Um, and I will actually be defending the Beach House Sheriff, Todd Entrican. He is right. It is not his fault. The law absolutely said that he could take that money. Um, the next one is a little bit of a puff piece. We're going to have, uh, I think Gary Finch has agreed to take us out to the site if we can get permission from the state of Alabama. There's an underwater forest that was, and uh, to make my point, uh, I believe it was Hurricane uh, which Ivan. Uh, Hurricane Ivan uncovered a fifty thousand year old cypress forest in sixty feet of water off the coast here in Alabama. Now, uh, I think it was Ben Rains. Correct. Uh, correct. Did it? Did a nice little video on it. You should go over and, and check it out um, on YouTube. Um, Alabama's underwater forest. Um, the last word I got on it was the state was going to protect it uh, or pass some law saying it was a protected uh, heritage site and therefore you couldn't take any, you know, don't want people out there pulling up 50,000 year old logs to make rocking chairs out of them. So um, anyway, as far as I know, uh, I've called the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. I've called Dolphin Island Sea Lab. Nobody has any answers and we're going to get to the bottom of that. Um, another one that Finch is going to be involved in is the post-mortem on the Boy Scouts a few years ago. 
um, Paul and I, and and, uh, and he got together. And I believe did Lanyap write an article? Is that who is that, is that who wrote that article? I, I believe they did. Yes. And uh, and so so now we know the the situation with them. And then of course, um, a continuing theme is uh, issues in our legal system. Um, and of course, I'm not talking to my colleagues who are uh, honest players or any of the judges who are honest players. Um, but we're going to give a platform to people to come here and talk about things that that inexplicably befell them, <laughs> uh, given the facts uh, in our legal system. Uh, another one, too, is uh, boards. Boards that are governing, governing uh, the Boy Scouts. Boards that are supposed to be overlooking things and paying attention. And the failure of boards in uh, Baldwin County is atrocious. Uh, a lot of these board members show up just for bragging rights, have no idea what's going on. And uh, it's apparent by the way that their organizations run. Boy Scouts are a very good uh, 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 suggestion as to one to look at. So I have Let some. Me. Hey, one sec, Reigns. Um, one ahead. thing that we're going to figure out, and we, we haven't done that yet because we just formed an, an LLC last week, but um, we're going to try to figure out a way for people to support the channel if they're interested in hearing some more of this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if we're going to do some kind of Patreon-type uh, program or if we're going to sell a T-shirt for $100. I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to skin that cat, but um, certainly want, want you to go to our YouTube page and leave a comment and um, uh, like if, uh, if, if you're interested in and uh, us going forward with this project, which I'm sure we will, regardless of your feedback. But um, it should be nice to know that people are listening and uh, cared about this type of thing. Absolutely. Give us uh, – Harry's going to take care of some social media for us. Make sure you give us a like and a subscribe on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, when he develops the Twitter handle and the Instagram handle that uh, this show will have in the very foreseeable future. Um Please make sure to get out there and give that a look, give that a like, leave a comment. Let us listening. We're not out here to make money. Um, if I had to do a financial forecast as to how much money the um, this podcast is going to generate, I would say we could probably pay his uh, uh, legal defense fund for about six minutes and um, maybe buy a T-shirt at the uh, at the Bucky's. Over there in Robertsdale, uh, don't mess with Texas T-shirt. That'd probably be great. But uh, please, by all means, let people know about it. That's the whole point of this thing. What we saw with the toll affair—that's what I'll coin it as. Uh, there was national attention brought to this affair through social media, through a grassroots social media campaign. Uh, we're out here wanting to fight this good fight with you, and we can't do it if we can't hear you. So please, by all means, let us know. Your voice counts. 54-some thousand people let uh, Montgomery know that you don't want this toll authority. I guarantee you 54,000 would let you know that – would let people know that Baldwin County needs some help. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, one other thing I'd like to add is that uh, if you want to contribute to the show and you or information to us and you want to remain anonymous, we'll be more than happy to respect that because we understand that some people uh, need to use Anonymous to get us that information. So please 
be assured that uh, we're not going to go out and broadcast your name or any allegations that you may make without uh, some facts. And don't send us an email asking me a pointed legal question. <laughs> that That's not what this is all about. Correct, and I might make a point of that too. I can offer you suggestions. I can guide you in certain directions, but I cannot give you any legal advice either as I am not an attorney. Well, I'm not an attorney either, but I'm the best bartender in the <laughs> north part of Houston. So I'm here to tell you that uh, direct all your legal questions to me. By God, I've got the best best bar stool legal advice you've ever heard in your life. So if you got any legal questions, just send them to reigns.russian at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to point you in the right direction. Good. You're out of state. Too. Yeah. And, 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 and our email address is backstorypc at gmail.com. BackstoryPC at gmail.com. That is the email address you send us anything. Anything you've got, you send it to that, and we'll address it, guaranteed. All right, guys. Well, I think we've reached a good place to wrap this thing up. Um, I certainly appreciate everybody participating. Number one, and the ball's rolling. There you go. And uh, I do have something for you, Range. You're going to have to go back and watch the video um, because, obviously, you're not here. Well, no, I'm no, I'm not in Lower Alabama. Thank goodness. It's a big bottle of beer, and I'll tell you what it says after the broadcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, you definitely win the award this go round, um, and uh, I just want to say thanks for participating, and hopefully, uh, um, we'll see you soon. You'll be hearing from us again. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you much. All right, we'll be around. See you guys later.